And we're back. And we're back. Episode five. Without a past podcast. Without a past podcast. People said we wouldn't make it past one. I don't know. Something. I'm sure somebody said that. Now we're here at five. We're here at five. I probably said it, actually. Because, you know, it's just me coming across town is tough. So, but here we are. And if you haven't listened to the first four, go back to... Go back to the take, first take one, look. or you're going to be lost. Take a listen. <clears throat> but uh, we are here in Nate's basement. We're in your sub-basement. Sub-basement. Like, yes. you go to my basement and then keep you going go to down. another basement. <laughs> so, you know, we are close to... Well, I'm not going to say that. No. Anyway. We are fully underground, though. I'm going to take a second and say... Because uh, we haven't said anything like this, because we are learning podcasting. We're on Apple. And we're on Buzzsprout. If you're on Buzzsprout, please get out of that and go to Apple and listen on Apple. Give us a follow, and you can also get rating. We have two ratings, five stars. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, you mean two people have given us ratings? Two people. I thought you said there's only two ratings. Either you get no. a five star or no stars. <laughs> no, no, no. No, even if you give us one star, you know, at least comment or something and tell us what we should do better. Or if you just don't like the content and if it's not your thing. So negative criticism is still good move criticism. On. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're interested and you have constructive criticism, yeah, absolutely. So we last week we did Fall Push and all fall the push. intricacies that go I on like with to that. Do a little, I like to do a little recap to start. Nate and I went to Fairhaven Baptist College in... The, I went in the early 90s. He went in the early 2000s. It's a very different school. So I think the big thing is some people wonder, like, why would you you be interested in hearing about this? Fairhaven's a different place. It's like a microcosm of a microcosm. It's like the West Point of fundamentalism. Yes. Yeah. I, I've been in some big fundamentalist arguments in the last week about... IFB. I didn't even know independent. Fun- I never. I didn't know what IFB meant. I had to actually look it up. Independent Fundamental Baptist. But that's, that's what. Oh, they actually have a, like an organization. now? Well, no, but that's what non, like 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 if Southern Baptists. Southern Baptists would say, "Oh, they're I, IFB." They're IFB. Okay. And I'm pretty sure like that's probably in Sword of the Lord or something like that. I never read Sword of the Lord, so no. actually, I read one article in Sword of the Lord, and it was about Billy Graham, towards the end of his ministry, changed his belief about hell. He didn't no longer believe that hell was a literal place of fire. Even though the Bible talks more about hell than heaven. Yeah. Correct. But, no, I think Billy Graham's kind of slipping towards the end of his life. You know, getting mental issues. Oh, oh we're going to get some haters. Oh, for sure. That. That's great. I love haters. <laughs> Bring it on. Um, but he, this is what he said. He said, this was in Sword of the Lord. He, Billy Graham said that hell was like um, you're, on a go- you're a golfer and you're on a golf course but you don't have any clubs. So that's what he thought. That's what he believed hell was like. That it wasn't suffering, but, you know, it was the absence of God. It's the exact opposite of what the Bible says. And, well, yeah, where do you get that at yeah. all? Like, I mean, what, a, a first Irish book of stupidness? I mean, I, I don't know. I, this is a dumb idea, but... You know, he was also big in politics and stuff and loved, beloved by presence. You don't get to that point and you're straight down the line. There's just no way. It just doesn't happen. So anyway, Fairhaven, uh, very, very independent, very, very even fringe in the independent world. and Looked down on other independent. <laughs> yeah, they had rivals. And yeah, I mean, it was just a different place. And, that's, and we're sharing... 
it's worthy for us to share our experience. Kyle Anderson was the devil. Yeah, they were <laughs> they were the enemy. We went there one night. I'll talk about that at some point. But <clears throat> yeah, it, it's it's a different place, you know. And I, I guess the reason, like, I thought that this would be an interesting topic for people that didn't go to Bible college or you know, maybe just went to college, a different kind of college or whatever. Anybody in life can, you know, get something out of these stories is that, you know, people watch shows about Amish people and, you know, different things. There's like, my wife likes escaping the Amish, like people that leave. We were like one keystroke from being Amish, so. Yeah, we were like escaping the IFB crazy college. We had Amish people, well, ex-Amish in my room. So, well, yeah, and they there. didn't even notice the difference. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the the, the, the switch on the Oh, wall. yeah, we had electricity. <laughs> Barely. Yeah, I mean. But then that's what we're talking about this week, uh, dorm life. So dorm life at Fairhaven was definitely different. Different. So, so I talked about when I first arrived and my mom and sister wanted to see my room, even though they weren't supposed to be in there, and accidentally saw my roommate in this towel and uh, freaked out and left. Um, it, was just a, it was just interesting getting in there. Like, it's a tiny room. And you're fitting a bunch of people in there. When you walk in, you have immediately to your right and left, you have closets followed by the bunks. One side has two bunks. The other side has three. And the top one's like a foot away from the ceiling. Then you have two more closets. So you could fit four, four comfortably, really not really comfortably, but you could fit four people in there and everyone have their own desk and, and cupboard and closet. I would say prisoners in many prisons have, have more room more room uh, and more comfort but i mean you at least got a desk you got drawers yes. you got a cabinet above you you got your mm-hmm. own closet to hang stuff your own drawers to put your clothes in and your own lockbox so oh yeah the lockbox was about like uh six inches by 10 inches like you could probably hide a phone in there now like one yes today's phones. it was not big like they didn't want you to be able to fit Let's say a magazine. A magazine, yeah. <laughs> You could not fit. You could roll it up, I suppose, and shove it in there, but that's what the drop ceilings are for. <laughs> but anyway, um, but, so yeah, the, uh, when, like, the, it was a really bad design. Like, the, the cabinets and the drawers right by the door, like, as if you were on the one side and you had your drawer open and somebody came and swung the door open, they rocked your world. Or that's why you, whenever you, if you did have that, you make sure you pull that bottom drawer out. So there's like a stop for the door. They they were built good, thank goodness, because people would slam into the... My, my roommate, Gino, was a big dude, and he always entered a room bigly. Like, he entered a room, like, and you knew he was there, and he was loud and forceful. So... So my, my dorm life um, was pretty easy my freshman year, because I came in, um, had my semester already paid for, didn't have to get a job... And basically, all I did was attend. I had 18 credit hours that year, so I was still busy, but I wasn't going to work after like everyone else. I was able to go back, focus on schoolwork, and then my roommates showed up after they got off work about 10 or 11 o'clock at night. So it was pretty smooth, like the first semester. The second semester, I did attempt to get a job, and then finally, in my sophomore year, I actually got a not a full time, but part time job. Basically, if I wasn't at school, I was working. I didn't get to spend a tremendous amount of time at the dorms because, you know, obviously I worked a lot, uh, but just enough to have a lot of a lot of memories of it. Of course, when I was there, most of the time I was studying. I have pictures of me in the dorm. That would be good if we could have like a 
like a picture thing attached to this that people would see because I have a lot of pictures from my time. I could there. do some like crown drawings and then have them. <laughs> no, I have actual pictures of me at oh, college. Oh, gotcha. We had cameras back then, yep. amazingly enough. Well, and that's interesting too. <laughs> so no air conditioning. No um, air conditioning. You had it. You put a fan in the window. You know they it. had it on the third floor yep. that wasn't done. And I don't know if anybody ever lived up there aside from staff. Yeah, there was a, a they called it a prophet's chamber or missionary department. And yeah, there was always somebody living up there while I was there. And they had a really nice prophet's chamber in the basement. Well, that one was just for like visiting main speakers. It was nice. Yeah, it was, was nice. I saw it not too long ago. And it has, it's, about it's deteriorated. The same. Yeah. Yes, it's the same. It's sad. Hopefully, hopefully they've renovated that because it was, it was pretty gross. It was amazing when I was there, though. Like it was you walked amazing in, you're like, there. I don't want to touch anything. Big like hot tub, beautiful. yeah, and like a jetted tub. It was amazing. So yeah, we're giving you a wrong impression of Fairhaven, though, because nothing else was like that. You know, well, I mean, you walked in into the men's dorm, and you had a huge lobby with a loft, and like there was a center staircase. The the, yeah. the lobby was beautiful. It had fireplace, fireplace. Yeah. It had stuffed Gas animals, fireplace. a giant stuffed bear, stuffed animal. Yeah, so I have a picture of me and the bear. We used to dress the bear up in nuclear plant clothes. Nice. Like we put our chains on it. Like I mean that the thing about dorm life is no TVs, no movies, nothing like that, no phones. Well, we had a payphone in the hallway. You either did schoolwork or you got in trouble. You, I mean, you did was... stupid stuff. Yeah, to uh, to pass the time. And, um, you know, again, it was because you had your friends there. It was fun. Um, there that, was fun times. That was my favorite part about Fairhaven was the fact that if you're in your room, you're studying and you're like, you're just, I, I need a break. You can get up and walk to the next room and hold a conversation with a buddy yep. and actually have like that camaraderie. And Oh, no locks. They didn't have locks on the doors. Only on the staff's. Yeah. Doors. So no like, locks on your doors as a student. So Steve Boots, he graduated a year before me, and he got to be on staff, and they gave him one of the rooms, and he was allowed to put a lock on the door. Wow. So I was able to go in there, lock the door, and then hang out in Steve's room. And I'm not going to say that you know we watched movies or anything, but <laughs> it might have happened. We had one locking door, actually. There was a tub. Sorry, Steve. We had a bathtub. Did you have a bathtub? Where? In one of the bathrooms? We did, yep. And it had a lock on the door. that door. It did. Yeah, I have a story about that bathtub, and since we're talking about dorm life, I can tell it. Go ahead. Um, so it's a short, uh, and if you're listening, Tim Shirley, I didn't like you when we were in school. But <laughs> he was uh, he was the uh, gross roommate. Uh, he literally kept pep jarred peppers in his bottom drawer, and he kept his suits folded in his. In his drawer, he didn't have them hanging. He had them folded. Like, oh, anyway, he was he was gross, and he didn't shower regularly, and so I think it was Steve. Uh, I can't remember his last name. I know it, but my memory's been crap lately. Um, Steve and Gino and I think Eric Dameron, they grabbed him and dragged him to the bathtub filled it with scalding water because you could it had no cold valve it was just scalding hot water and they took they didn't take his clothes off they just threw him in there with his clothes on and then they scrubbed him with wire brushes <laughs> <laughs> oh man he was so he came back soaking wet into the room and of course i'm like sitting there i'm like dude <laughs> like you're getting the floor wet he's like oh, i just got i just got accosted, accosted. by <laughs> Everybody, and 
you know, he's yelling for Mr. McNeely, and they, I think they all got like maybe 10 demerits, but, but Mr. McNeely's response to the whole thing was, take a shower, man. Like, and Tim, take a shower. It's funny you brought up his name, Dr. McNeely. Dr. McNeely was, was there for a very long time, because uh, he, he was, was also... Mr. McNeely when I was there. He was my dorm... Uh, did, we call, did you call him dorm dad, or... Um... I, I don't know. He was the in, no, in charge of the dorm. I did not call him dorm dad. I, I, I think he was just our dorm leader, dorm supervisor. Dorm supervisor. Like, he woke us up at 6.30 every morning, came back, made sure we were still up. Uh, he would make sure we were bed at 11. It's amazing out. the things that he did. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't think he slept. Taught classes, preached, had ministries of his own, kept tabs on us, like, he delivered newspapers like a drill with his daughter sergeant. At night. Yeah, he wasn't a military, I don't think, but he sure looked like it. I yeah. thought he was. a You marine. could have fooled me. Like I thought he was a marine. Yeah, he was a beast, and I really respected him. I didn't like him. I really did respect him. And again, he's exactly what I went there for. I needed a drill sergeant. I needed someone to call call me on the carpet and you know fix my flaws. You know, it was the very first time where I ever I like. Because growing up, I didn't grow up in, like, a fully Christian home. Like, we didn't have devotions and stuff like that. But that was, that was the first time I was actually, like, there for almost like a family devotions every night at 9. And he was always the one leading it. And if he wasn't there, it was always, like, an upperclassman. That was, like, the you know the very first time I had that kind of thing in my life. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I, I respected him, too. Yeah, I was never at the dorm devotions. Maybe, like, twice. You know, again, because I worked. You know, we weren't there in the evenings. Um... So I didn't I didn't get to see I didn't get to see that side of him too much, um, so I I to me he was kind of just an enforcer you know and you know but I saw like sides of him where he was warm and you know forgiving you know I, so it wasn't all bad with him and I, I did like him like I was scared to death of him but you know I I wouldn't have crossed him I definitely wouldn't have crossed him because he would end you. Um, and the cool thing about the dorm, like, so say, you know, you, you're done studying and you're trying to find some people and there's no one around because they're either at work or they're off doing something else. Maybe they're on a work scholarship somewhere. You could still go up to like the library and see people. You could go from six to eight. You could go to the snack bar. And there was just there was things to do. Yeah. Just you had to, you had to go find it. Yeah, it was a nice place. I mean, I, one of my main core memories is. It was, we're going to have a whole episode on weather, um, but it was like a billion degrees below zero. It was snowy outside and I had nursing home. So I got home from nursing home maybe noon on a Saturday and I didn't, I don't think I worked that day. For some reason I didn't work. Those were perfect nap days. Well, I went upstairs, which you were not supposed to sleep upstairs lit a fire in the upstairs fireplace oh, there was a couch oh yeah i laid out on the couch pretended to do devotions <laughs> fell asleep and i slept there for like three hours and it was glorious i mean it was glorious. i mean it was really nice sitting there reading you know for probably like three minutes until i fell asleep uh but that was one of my core memories right there um just because kind of that place reminded you almost like a chalet you know like yep. in the yep like in the in the mountains of Switzerland or something. Because you did look outside and it's beautiful. Well, you're on a lake. The front of the building looks like you're in Germany or something. It does. I mean, it's, yeah, it looks it's like a, a chalet. Yeah, it looks like a chalet. So, 
So that's a that's a memory that I have, and it's yeah. a good memory. To this day, yeah. my best naps and sleeps were at Fairhaven. Yeah, because you needed them more that's than any place else. Yeah. So yeah, dorm life. You know, dorm life was good. Oh, man, it's something I thought of. I need to like take notes as we're as we're talking. Um, but there was something that flashed in my mind, and well, you know, well, one thing I was gonna say, Tim Shirley uh, again on him. He was just one of those roommates that made a impression on me he he thought i was the most wicked thing on the face of the planet and that i would you know that i would he basically predicted i'd be in a gutter eventually you know never i wouldn't stay in church i'd never be a pastor i was never i was i told him i'm like i'm not trying to be a pastor like i'm not here for that i'm in pastoral theology because it's what is offered i'm like that's not what i'm here for but uh, Tim, you were wrong. Uh, I still go to church. I'm raising my family in church, and uh, and you're wrong. And we're um, only slightly rubber baits. You <laughs> slightly. Everybody's slightly a reprobate. <laughs> I can't think of any reprobate activity on the top of my head. If I really thought about it, I could figure it out. But yeah, I mean, uh, so but that was the other thing. You know, you had you had these degrees of people. You had your super holier than thou. The people would sit around and debate about absolutely stupid, yep. like the heliocentric theory and the ecocentric theory. And, you know, they thought they were, I mean, I guess you're in a college setting. So you had the people trying to be intellectual, but they were really dumb as a bag of hands. Are we allowed to say names? Sure. Like uh, David Church and John Lohman. I don't know them, but. <laughs> people I went with. Yeah. I just, people that I didn't like to have conversations with. I was just. I can't, mm. I don't remember some of the names. I mean, Don Whitaker was one. Oh, I didn't like to have conversations um, with him either. I called him White Car, Don White Car. Ugh. That's how it's spelled. And then there was another guy in the nuke plant that he would sit around and they would talk and, you know, all hoity toity and holier than so thou. He, he's a missionary down in Belize now. Amen. Um, Hallelujah. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm glad, and I, I'm glad for anybody that's still serving the Lord and that that were genuine. It doesn't mean I had to like you. I mean, according to you Steve, know. like he's happier now than when he was when he was a he dean. Was, oh, I mean, I was he was a student with me, yeah. so we were students together, and um, he was he was not a he wasn't my. I keep I keep speed. throwing Steve's name out there, but Steve's also a pastor in Virginia and one of my closest friends from college. Um, I don't, I mean, Lee Carr is probably one that I still roll with, roll with, and Ben, Souza. Ben wants nothing to do with this whatsoever. <laughs> I've, I've reached out to him, and he just doesn't even answer. He answers me on anything else. I could say, oh, I'm wearing blue socks today, and be like, oh, yeah, blue socks are cool. I'm like, hey, I'm doing a podcast about Fairhaven or whatever. Crickets, crickets, nothing. crickets. Like, nothing. No response whatsoever. So, so my very first year there, I was uh, roommates with Kyle Allen. And Josh Savage. And Kyle Allen, I believe two? he Two? You only had two? Two. That's it. Oh, you are so lucky. He was the one that asked me if I was a pastor's kid, and I said, no. I'm a, Everybody you? gets that question. And then asked me if I was an evangelist kid. I'm like, no. Are you assistant pastor's kid? No. Are you missionary's kid? kid? No. He's like, what are you? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> I'm like, well, my I'm dad doesn't mutt. go to church. <laughs> yeah. I smell like cigarettes right now. So regular <laughs> people can come here, too. You know. Well, and it's funny because, you know, well, I don't know. I think I'm... I don't know what Geno Sharp's dad did, but I'm assuming he was probably a pastor. Eric Dameron, um, 
His brother was Pastor Dameron there. I don't know what their parents did. And then Tim Shirley, no idea. He just got drug out of a gutter somewhere and ended up in our room. And so Josh Savage, he he was, uh, I think, a pastor's son too. But he came to he came to school with Jeff Ferguson. They were from the same church. And Jeff Ferguson, you know, we recently have met him at uh, Travis's son's wedding. That's probably been what a year ago. Jeff Ferguson. Jeff Ferguson. He's the one who did the cooking. Oh, that was his name was Steve. Oh, is it Jeff? Yeah, Jeff okay. Ferguson's the one that did the cooking. I just call him Brother Ferguson. So big, I don't know. big guy. Big uh, guy. We wrestled in college. Boisterous and a great cook. I, I beat him all the time, right, Jeff? No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I don't think that's. <laughs> it's not true. I was gonna say that can't be true because he is. He was another, a monster. He's another person I would not so, tangle. My very first experience with him, we were in orientation, and uh, someone asked a question, and Jeff answered. I think Jeff answered it wrong. But then all of a sudden, this little little kid, who was like a little freshman, hit Jeff in the back of the head, basically calling Jeff stupid. And then Jeff just looked back at him, and then looked back forward. And I'm like, he's going to kill him later. <laughs> which, is, which is exactly what happened. We went back to the dorm. All of a sudden, I see this door open up. Giant man walking through. I'm scared, and I'm a big guy. And he sees the little freshman and just grabs him. And you can just see the little freshman... <laughs> He urinated I in the bed. So. He literally picks him up in the air and slams him on the ground and threatens him if he ever touches him again. Oh, I was, I'm like, okay, I need to find a big guy in here and become friends. Yeah, we didn't we didn't have anything like that really. There was not well, I mean I I don't know. I think I feel like I already told the story about Jeff Kilgore went for one year. The most unlikely person to go to Bible college ever was Jeff Kilgore. Did he play in the uh Deal softball team? Oh, that yeah. Jeff Kilgore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. He went to Fairhaven went to for Fair- a year. I don't know if it's a, sem- a year or a semester. Like, I start to think, like, all these people. Matt Poe that I went to high school with, he went for a year. Um, hmm. And it's it's really strange, like, all these these people that went. And I don't really, I don't remember them at all. My first year, if you didn't work at the new plant, I, don't, I probably don't remember you much. Because if you didn't, if you worked at the new plant, that's who I saw. Or people on ministries. And the people I saw in ministries weren't my people. Like, they were nobody that I hung out with or, or was friends with. But fortunately, I had a lot of good friends that worked at the new plant. But um, I kind of felt like in the dorm, if you weren't in my hallway, I didn't really have any interactions with you. Because I had no reason to go to the other hallways. That was pretty accurate. Except for the fact that Ben was in another hallway and he and I were good friends. Lee ended up in town. He was on my hallway when we first started. I think he was actually in my room. Maybe. I don't I don't know. I don't know how that worked out. Um and then Travis was in a, the other hallway in the basement. So, I mean, we all got broken up. And I know they broke me and Travis up on purpose because they there was no way they were gonna allow us to have room together. Doctor Manley kept putting all the Ohio guys in the same room. Or most of us. Like there was always well, after my first two years, my, my last two years there, it was always Ohio guys. It was like me, Adam Rich, and another person every time. I think Travis and I may have made requests at one time to be in the same room, and it they wouldn't do it. They, I, I wasn't, again, I wasn't super well thought of, and I wasn't anybody. So I had no pull or no sway for any requests that I made ever. Like, it was, it wasn't good. I remember what I was going to say. So I thought of something. We're a few days away from... Where are we at? 23. Oh, I'm a, we're a few days away from Halloween, so I have a Halloween story. Oh, here we go. Um, so our 
freshman year, this was 93, and a lot of people will remember this, because wherever you were in 93, if you're, you know, if you were maybe of age like 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 years old in 93, um, the Midwest had a big blizzard in 93. And on Halloween, like, and it was, I didn't even know, like, I recently, my mom passed away in July, and I found a letter that uh, she wrote me, and she talked about the blizzard that she had at home, and I don't, I don't know, if, I don't remember reading that when I was in school, I didn't know there was a blizzard in Ohio at the same time we were having one up at Fairhaven, I just assumed, like, oh, well, we're near Chicago, we're north, you know this but it wasn't even normal necessarily up there around halloween so uh we went lee had moved out of the dorm by then he i don't think he was in the dorm very long um till his parents moved down and uh so we went over to his house for family night and it was on halloween and we went trick-or-treating in the blizzard so I've told this story so many times. I feel like I may have told it on this already. No, I haven't heard it. Okay. So it was me and apparently, well, I won't tell that. I'll let him tell it. But me, Gino, Darren Sherwood, I think Brian Hall, obviously Lee, and I think his brother Rick went, we're all, you know, 19, 20. I think Gino was like 22 or 23. And Gino was like six foot four. So we're going around trick-or-treating, and, and it started snowing while we were... It wasn't snowing when we started, and by the time we were done trick-or-treating, it was two or three inches on the ground already. It was literally snowing like an inch an hour or more. It was crazy. I've never seen snow like that in my entire life. So we were at a door, and... Now, here's the thing. I mean, we're poor college students. Like, we're scraping for every... Of course we're going to take an opportunity to get free candy. So trick-or-treating made a whole lot of sense. You know, we got candy that lasted us till Christmas, um, and we hit it hard too. We hit it for two hours in the snow. Didn't matter. We hit it hard. We were at a door, and uh, the school up there, I think it was called Westchester High School. I don't think it was called Chesterton High School. I think it was called Westchester High School. The one in Chesterton? I yeah. Yes, Chesterton High School. It was called Chesterton mm-hmm. High School. Okay. For some reason, I thought it was called Westchester. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, we're in Westchester right now, right? Yep. But, Oh, no, somebody's going to show up at your door. Anyway, uh, a lady at the door said, oh, what what grade are you guys in? And Gino pipes up and goes, oh, we're in 10th grade, ma'am. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, and, and we're all looking at him like, you dummy, why are you picking 10th grade? Like, look at us. <laughs> I mean, we look like we're, you know, uh, businessmen. But... And, we, and the, our costumes were crazy because, I mean, we didn't have costumes, so we, you know, we cut holes out of pu- pillowcases. I mean, we threw out the craziest costumes. For some reason, Darren Sherwood had, like, a rubber mask. Like, he was the only one that had a really good costume. And, um, but we all had some sort of mask on. We were all hiding our faces. And she goes, oh, I don't really recognize you. And, uh um, She's a 10th grade teacher. <laughs> She's the 10th grade homeroom teacher. So she literally has everybody in the 10th grade. And then, I don't remember what Gino said. He's like, oh, well, you know, we're homeschooled. And then we, we just went to the next house. That's a good response, though. <laughs> yeah. But but I think we had already said we weren't, I don't know. It, it probably was a good answer now that I think about it. But um, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. And it's interesting, you know, go to Bible college, go trick-or-treating. So. Yeah. So you know me, I 
growing up, we never went trick or treating, and I have a horrible story about that. But I'll I'll, I'll save that. Who's that? Our family just didn't do trick or treating. We had animals one year, and during Halloween, we no longer had animals. Oh, because someone came and took them. That's terrible. Or parts of them. Sorry. I'm hoping. You know what? I got to be careful with our chickens and stuff. I didn't even think about that. Well, hopefully, they're not going to show up in your backyard. They didn't touch our chickens. They just took our goats. Oh, so. that's terrible. So then, at that point, mom said, "No more Halloween ever." So we never celebrated it. So I didn't actually go trick or treating until I was like 23. <laughs> in college? No, no. I, you... I came back home, and then oh. I think Vanessa took Angel. And I went with them. All I did was just walk on the sidewalk with them. You didn't get candy? I took some of Angel's you candy. Did. Okay. <laughs> yes. I hand out candy now, but I, I mean, I grew up trick-or-treating. You know, this is way off topic. Way off topic. Let's just say, like, Fairhaven didn't promote Halloween. No. No. So but they weren't, they weren't dead set against it. No, I think they had, like, a harvest They had a harvest party. Party? Yeah. And they gave out candy and stuff yeah. and had, you know, scarecrows and they, stuff like that. They brought that. kids in. Yeah. Using... I mean, it was, like... I never heard, I never remember hearing preaching against Halloween while we were there. So, and again, I grew up poor. So Halloween was huge for me. Like I went trick or treating two nights because I grew up in Dayton, Ohio. And we had, we had trick or treating and we had something called beggar's night, uh, two different nights. And you got candy on both nights. It was the greatest thing ever. I remember mom, she would buy us a bag of candy and just bring it home. So that's, yeah, that's, that's no, all we got. That's no good. Yeah. I had to fill half a pillow sack. Tommy, my friend Tommy Ash that I grew up with, uh, shout out to Tommy. Um, we uh, we ran from house to house. Now he wasn't poor. His dad worked for General Motors and made Buku bucks. But we ran from door to door to get as much candy as we possibly could. Yeah. I filled up. You ever those big turkey roasters? Yep. I filled one and it was heaping. Nice. Like over. It was big. So as it had to last me till Easter. So, all right, so, I'm going to bring us back to the Fairhaven life, dorm life. Um, second year. Don't celebrate Halloween. I, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to mention the guys' names in that room that I stayed with because I didn't like either one of them. All I can tell you is that the dorm room captain was very strange. He worked at AmeriCall, so he wasn't there most of the time. But when he came back, like, he had this, like, he got one side of the room to himself, basically. And it was me and the other guy on the other side. So he, he got like two desks on his one side. And one side of the desk, he decided to make a giant mural of 100 pictures of his girlfriend. But right in the center was a picture of his girlfriend's sister for some reason. Oh. It was the weirdest thing. And like me and the other guy made fun of it all the time. But we never said anything the to his face. thing better than your girlfriend is your girlfriend's sister. I guess. But like it was just so strange. And That's the moral of this episode. <laughs> I don't think either one of them are still in the ministry. But like, man... The other guy had an anger issue all the time, like just constant chip on his shoulder. You didn't want to say anything to him because you just set him off, and he just wasn't a fun guy to be around. And then the guy with the girlfriend sister, he was just – I could say pretty cool. I could say some stuff about him, but it would instantly give it away to some people because <clears throat> he was from Utah, so he was he came out well, of something. Just gave it I away. know, I know. There's a lot of people from Utah at Ferryman. but uh, weren't Mormons. He Wait. was Mormon at one time. Oh. That probably just gave it away. But anyway, <clears throat> I didn't like you. <laughs> well, I, I had Gino my first year and Eric Dameron. And uh, Eric, uh, he did not like me. He had a really nice Sony like rack stereo system. And he was obsessed with it. And he was convinced that I constantly was touching it, which I was. 
<laughs> I mean, literally, he had like a dual deck tape deck, and I would just, I, I wouldn't even listen to it. I would just move the tape from deck one to deck two just to mess with him and stuff like that. And, you know, it, it was little things. I guess I had my own. I had my own. I had a boombox with dual, dual tape decks and stuff like that. But again, with the music and stuff we were allowed to listen to, you know, it wasn't that big a deal. You weren't allowed to have headphones. No, couldn't have headphones, but so, I did. So if I wanted to listen to radio, even the approved stations, everyone had to hear it. So you'd have to, like, listen to your radio in your bunk. Low, low. low yeah. And Because uh, I really liked, um, they had old-time radio, t- like, shows. That's where I got, like, fell in love with old-time radio. I still love old-time radio shows. You know, like Dragnet and, you know, Fibber McGee and Molly and all that kind of stuff. I love that stuff. And that's where I heard it for the first time you know i grew up with tv i didn't even know radio shows existed until fairhaven yeah so you i mean you're digging deep for entertainment when you go to fairhaven so and you know again this is part of dorm life because you're not watching tv you're not watching movies you're not on a computer you don't have a cell phone you have a pay phone in the hallway so and which costs a lot of money if you want to call home you had to have calling cards or whatever stuff like that so if you wanted to have interaction it was with other students or you left and did something somewhere else there was a master student who uh lived next door and he literally had a hundred different versions of pocketbell's canon so there was always a different version playing that's a good that's a good tune it was yeah i like it and he yeah. somehow got them all approved i don't know christmas was amazing like that was an amazing oh, the christmas canon could, well you well, no, we got Nat King Cole's Christmas album uh, approved, and that's did you get Mariah Carey's Christmas? Yeah, no, no. At, uh, <laughs> well, I have a story about that too, and it no, it's after college, so I guess I can't tell it. But no, because I'm not going to tell the story right now. But um, we're saying that a lot on this one. I was going to say like I didn't really start having fun in the dorm with my dorm life until my junior year, and for some reason they made me a room captain. Wow. And then uh, they put Adam Rich in my room. They put uh, a guy named Brian Russell in there. And then Tomas Gutierrez, which, wait a minute, was that my senior? That was my senior year. My, my junior year, it was me, Adam, and we called him Bobby Boucher. That wasn't his name. <laughs> so you did have four at one time in one room. My senior year, we had yeah. four. Well, okay. until something happened, and then we were back oh. to three. Can't tell that story. I can't tell that story. I'm sorry. <laughs> One day we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have uh, without a pass too hot for a podcast. No, but I think what was fun is that uh, me and Adam Rich became really close friends. He's now uh, a missionary up in Canada, um, place that really needs a missionary. Listen to all these people that we went to school with that are all pastors and missionaries Missionary. and stuff, and we're podcasting in your basement. Podcasting my basement, <laughs> but we're not criticizing those people. No, no, Adam Rich is an amazing guy. He, him, and his wife. Um, um, Oh, shoot. Carol. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry, Carol. Adam and Carol, they, they were missionaries to Mongolia for four years. I th- believe it was four years. It might have been eight. I think it was four. And then they went to Zambia for eight years, I think. And now they're in Canada. And it, they've just been, like, all over the world. And so, he, amazing guy. But, like, we got in so much trouble together. And and it's just because as soon as he gets back from work, we're like, what can we get into? Um, we went and got fireworks one time. And try to see if we could shoot fireworks out of the back window. And we set his shirt on fire. So you did that at the dorm? We did that at the the dorm. In the room. That's super illegal. Oh, super illegal. Let's see what page that's on. (laughs) The room filled up with smoke, and we didn't realize it. And all of a sudden, David Church busts into the room. 
screaming, you guys smell smoke? <laughs> we're like, <coughs> no. <laughs> He's like, do you see any fire in here? I'm like, no. So he goes and checks all the rooms, and we're like, we, we should put this away. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that's the stuff that you did, though. Yeah. You know, to, uh, Ben and I got fireworks, and we took them to Lake Michigan and shot them out over Lake Michigan, which we walked by a huge sign that said... Um, Keep going. Said, uh, like, $5,000 fine for shooting off fireworks, and... Um, like it was, it was a big deal. And the funny thing is when we walked back up the hill to go back to our car, there was a police officer walking down the hill. So we just missed getting caught big time. And that would have been brutal. That would have been brutal. But that was, you know, you had to, you know, you had to get out. You had to blow off steam. Um, I was looking at like thinking about, do I have a, I guess this would be part of dorm life. I have one, like a topic in my notes here, blowing off steam and pranks. Um, Because one of the things we did, we called it stress busters. And we took all the mattresses off the bed. And, I mean, we just acted insane. Screamed, wrestled, fought, jumped off the top bunks. And I actually jumped off top. And for some reason, like Eric usually was not a part of this. Gino was big on it. Um, uh, Steve, I can't remember his last name right now. He was big on it. Um, and I was tiny at the time, so I would just get thrown around like a rag doll. But I was on top, and I jumped down, and my tooth came down in Eric Dameron's head. Ooh. And he had to go get, like, staples in his head. And he he hated me even worse after that. He already hated me, and then he hated me even worse. But it was stress busters. I couldn't, I couldn't be held accountable. Uh, I think Dr. Neely purposely put us in room nine, right above his oh. his home. Because, I mean, we would barely walk across the floor, and he'd be up there like, you guys making too much noise. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm a big guy. I just you walked. You can't help it. So, like, he kept a close eye on us. And, and, like, I don't remember if I was above. I guess I wasn't. There's no way I was above him. Because I was on the, like, you go into the dorm and you go left. Yeah, that's... It, well, if you go left and you go down that hallway, any room on the right was above his house. Well, that's where I so, was, so too. So 8, eight nine, 10, 11. I think I was 13. No, you were that? over here then. No. You were on the, the left side. Were you facing the uh, road or the... Uh, no, the lake. The lake? Yeah. Then you you would walk in, 13 was to the right then. I don't know. I don't know what room I was in. But I, uh, Matthew Elam was in my room, that my exact room that I was in. Because uh, we, Travis and I went and dropped him off, and we went in that room, and I'm like, "Oh, this is it! This is my room!" And uh, ooh, like just it was chilling to go back. I mean, it's been that's been a lot of years, like thirty years, <laughs> literally thirty years since yeah. I've been there. And and so yeah. since you've been there, they've completely redone the uh, the the open area where we did devotions. They got brand new furniture down there, new appliances. I was there last year. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. saw all that stuff. Yeah. Well, but I will say this. Like, the dorm itself is pretty the same. Pretty much the same. The animals are gone. Yeah, it's one match away from being <laughs> a giant bonfire. <laughs> well, you would think after all these years they would have some major... I feel like it's the same carpet on the floor. Like, there wasn't much different. I mean, if it wasn't the 
same exact carpet. It was the same roll of carpet, and they just put new down. It was like green with. I don't know like what's in the lobby, but like they redid the carpet while I was there in the other. Areas. No, the lobby was different. The lobby was different because the animals were gone. Yeah. Like the bear was gone and all that. Oh, stuff. the animals were completely yeah. gone when you the were up there. Animals were gone. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, uh, they had like some of the smaller ones, like the cougar or something that was on the inside. I think he was still there, but the bear was gone and. Um, so the, the men's dorm was more of like a wooded country club feel yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the women's dorm was more of like a beachy yeah mer- like a, like a beach marine yeah. type feel yeah uh, i was only in the women's dorm a couple times i was there on a dorm date which we'll talk about that in a future uh matt a shout out to matthew huddleston your nephew he wants us to do three-parter on dating so uh-huh. i don't know if we'll be able to quite we'll do see. that but but uh I was in a girls' dorm a couple times just because of work party on Monday nights. So I would go with my work party, um, and we were we did were doing drywall in the bathroom. Yeah, I never did that. I never did work party. And uh, well, I, I think I did work party once. I think I did like some landscaping, some mulching, and stuff. I think I got I didn't get out of it all the time. I did it one time, or I might have been doing that for demerits or like detention, possibly. And I don't know if you know, but like when I'm working, I get into like a serious mood. Like I. If I'm actually focused on something, I, I don't joke. Do you don't think I don't know that? Yeah, I'm just saying. How much did I work you? So I'm in and there, Anthony, with at my house, Don Whitaker, putting drywall in, and he's trying to tell me these horrible jokes. And I don't do pity laughs. And like <laughs> after the fifth joke, I'm just sitting there staring at him, like trying to get the job done. And he's like, "You're just no fun at all. You're like a deadpan. Get out of here." <laughs> Fine. He kicked you out. He kicked me out because I wouldn't laugh at his stupid jokes. That's oh man, he was so. <laughs> Ugh, he was so just not pleasant. He was just not pleasant. I, we went, to, we had a, and again, we'll talk about activities in a, a future episode, but we went to a Chicago activity and we went to a nice restaurant. We were sitting around, I was sitting there with Don and for <laughs> some reason, uh, Becky Vogelin attended this with Ken Breen. I think she just did it to like make her dad angry. Did Becky, Becky's the one that married, uh, the Armacost? Not Armacost. Um, Dameron? Possibly. Was Becky married Pastor Dameron? She's the more attractive one. Can oh, no, that? no. No, the more attractive one married um, Whitaker. She, she was... Ooh. Yeah, that, that does sound right. But it, to, I think, to, honestly, because Ken Breen was not well thought of, and uh, his end was not good either. Um, but she went with him. And, but Don was there, and I think he might have been jealous or something. So there, there was something going on. And it, oh, it was so, it was so annoying. It was so bad. It was just bad. But that doesn't have anything to do with dorm life. Um, so, well, uh, I, I got some. So uh, my favorite um, Monday night work party was working on the fountain in front of the girls' dorm that no longer exists to this day, and. Uh, what we had to do is it was it was tall. It was like six feet tall. Had benches all around it, bushes all around it. Beautiful fountain that would shoot up like fifteen feet. And uh, apparently it stopped working my freshman year. So I I decided to join work party. I go out there. I'm assigned to this guy named Pastor Love. Ended up being the coolest dean ever. Okay. And uh, so we're up there. We're with uh, Scott Sins, uh, Pastor Love. Um, I think uh, um, Steve Boots was in that work party. And then Marcel decided to join me because he didn't have work at that time. So me and Marcel are going to go help with the, the fountain. And apparently we're digging all the sand out of it to get it all the way down the bottom, fix the piping. 
fill it back up with concrete. It's a big job. It was a huge job. But the thing is, Pastor Love, he loved having a good time while he worked. And so the whole time, every time, because it was right in front of the girls' dorm, every time a girl came by, he kept asking them if they would be willing to water Marcel's camels. <laughs> That's funny. That's super funny. And so one of the girls thought it was funny to go in and get a card and have all the girls sign it. Hey, Marcel, we'll water your camels. <laughs> Brought it out to him. And, and then we were able to talk a lot of the girls into getting us like hot chocolate and stuff. And then one of the girls was like, I made cookies. Would you like some? I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Bring them out. And then we started eating the cookies and we all looked at each other and we're like, oh, these are horrible. <laughs> so we threw them inside the fountain and covered them up with concrete. And that was the I just that was a just question. favorite time. Were girls allowed to like do laundry and stuff for the guys no, when we were there? No. No. No, we we weren't, but for some reason, some of them did. I don't know how they got around doing that, because some would, like, I think it must have been just for certain people. Maybe it was, oh, I know what it was. It was siblings. So if you had a sister that went to school there, they could, she could do your laundry and ironing. That's and the weirdest like that. thing ever. That's just... But that's that was, like, the loophole in the rule. So, because I remember one of my friends had a sister who was there and I would slip some of my shirts in to his stuff to get like washed and ironed. And, uh, I was like, yeah, I mean, we were the same size and everything. So it, I, th- I think right it was there. Marcel who ruined a bunch of his shirts. Cause it was the first time he had ever done laundry. Cause his mom always did it. And I think his friend Glenn and myself had to help teach him how to, I learned while I was there. I didn't, mom never let me do laundry when I was at home. Yeah. I learned while I was there. It wasn't hard on oh my word. It might not have been Marcel. Easy. It might not. Marcel, if it's not you, I'm sorry. Somebody probably taught me when I was there, like, but I, you know, I mean, Mar- Marcel's the one who taught me how to shine shoes. I was the shoe shiner in the in the dorm. Well, he he his dad was a sergeant in the Marines. Whoa! So then he he knew how <laughs> every time he get in trouble, he'd have to shine every all of his uh, all the people under his dad's command. He had to shine all his, all their wow. shoes. Yeah, I learned how to shine shoes while I was there too. I didn't I didn't ever shine shoes when I was at home. No, I didn't. So either. Like, I didn't know I you could like, shine shoes until I, I got had to college. A thing like that was just one brush. It was uh the, whatever the shoe shine brand was, and it had everything in one brush. But then I got the whole kit. And I would charge people and shine their shoes at school. It was a big That's side awesome. side hustle for me. Um, where are we at? So we're, we're, we're past 45 minutes. Okay. So this is a good time. We're good. Like We're talking about dorm life. And I think this is a good time to say that it's going to roll into dorm life, rolls into dating. So we're, <laughs> yeah. we're going to talk about dating next time. Yep. Um, and, you know, just to kind of wrap up dorm life, I think I think the important part, of, I think it was a very important part of the experience because you really had to, I mean, you had to live with people you did not like. Uh, you did, you weren't like them. You had different personalities, different likes, dislikes, all that kind of stuff. And you had to make it work. Yep. Cause it was a community. I mean, it was, we were all there for the same purpose to learn, to grow and to become better servants. I mean, that's, and unless you left, you were stuck because yeah. you couldn't get a different dorm assignment. That was mm-hmm. impossible. It was literally impossible. You could be like, all right, my my roommate farts on my head every day, and they would be like, we don't care. No, you got to make it work. Yeah, you got to make it work. So my first two years were rough, and then my last two years were pretty smooth because for some reason they put me in charge. And My second year, my second year they gave me a Marine. Like he had just came home from Desert Storm, and like we – but still Tim, still Tim Shirley – Brent Kemmer was his name, 
And then I think I had the the Steve guy. I will remember Steve. Steve, I'm so sorry. You were a super cool guy, and I loved you. Um, it that was a good room, except for Tim. I feel like the military guys went one of two ways. Either they were like strict, strict and disciplined, or they just let things go. Brent was very strict and disciplined. I have a great story about Brent uh, that will be in a future one. I don't know. It was not fall push. That's why I didn't tell it. But that's the RoboCop gun story. But that is a Brent was a great guy. Um, he was a great roommate. So he would do anything for you. He was he was really good. But um, but yeah, uh, that was that was an important thing. It was an important thing to learn, and you didn't have a choice. You had to figure it out or leave it's <laughs> your two choices the greatest thing about dorm life to me was the just the the camaraderie because i grew up in a house of all all sisters and it was like the first time being around a bunch of men and stuff it was, it was really, really one cool. thing we didn't mention we'll go over time a little bit here's a little uh bonus a little bonus without a pass podcast time is sharing your bed with other men no that is not allowed I, we all. did it. We did it, and I don't know. I, you know, I, I guess I don't know the feel. The need. Why would you bring that up? I just... Well, I'm just saying, like it wasn't a 2023 thing. Like we're talking about, it was just we would take naps, and we would. It was cold, and you would <laughs> like, hold hands to class. No, and... we would not hold hands. <laughs> there was no hand holding. There was nothing alphabet about it. It was just, it was just guys, you know, like and. We would, we would nap together, and then do things like see how many guys we could get in one bunk. Now, there, I'm not saying there wasn't guys that were like, "This is awesome! It's my favorite game ever," <laughs> but we didn't know, like, we didn't think about that. It wasn't, it wasn't our goal. Again, a lot of the times, it was just, it was good friends. I mean, I had a it roommate was, get expelled. Yes, but this is not that. This is the not same. what that was. This was just. I have literally a picture of me, and there's uh a guy that I really wasn't even friends with. And, you know, again, I was much smaller then, so we weren't, like, on each other. We weren't spooning. Like, it was, I wasn't a big spoon, and they were a little spoon. We were just in the same bunk together. So I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but that, that, was, that was a part of it, and it needed to be said. It was part <laughs> of your dorm life. It was never part of mine. None life. of yours? Like, like no, nobody I, did I that? No, I have never been in a bed with another man, man to this so day. Man, it was so much. No. There was so much of it. Like, again, I have lots of pictures. Joe Ogden and um, I don't know about Brent. Brent this, probably this, wasn't in we're, we're going way off course. Let's, <laughs> no, it's Storm Life. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> it's Storm Life. We just gained a thousand <laughs> new followers because of this topic. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying that was part of my dorm experience. It wasn't part of yours. You know, you know you're all are intolerant. Mm, all so, right. without a pass, episode five. Hope you enjoyed it. Give us a follow. Give us a rating. Peace out, everybody. Peace out.